So sun and fun down in South Carolina, huh? There, uh, Justin, got a, got a much needed vacation. Yeah, yeah man, it's my last vacation of the year. I have to use it all up before the year's over. It was nice to get some sun. It was it was nice being by the ocean side in the Atlantic Ocean. It was it was awesome. Well, we missed you on Monday night doing the roaring reactions. Uh, uh, we're a little bit groggy still, late on a school night for me. <laughs> And, uh, and, and honestly, I mean, it was a W, but it wasn't too thrilling. You know what I mean? It didn't really do much to juice up the energy. Uh, you know, we didn't get your reactions. You got anything you want to, to any, you got two cents you want to add to it or anything? What were your thoughts on the game? I mean, it's, it's nice to get a win. You know, we've been craving for a win. We should have gotten one in week one, but you know what? It is what it is. Now we were, we start off 0-2, it's what it is, but, uh, I'm just happy that we got a win. And quite frankly, I mean, I love the dominant performance of the defense, more specifically Trey Hendrickson. But I was just very impressed that Joe Burrow's presence, it's almost like I forgot that his presence alone can rejuvenize and galvanize the team together. And, you know, that is what makes a great quarterback a great quarterback, is that his presence alone on the field, he don't really have to do very much, but it will allow other the players around him to just elevate their own games because they they don't want to disappoint him they seeing him gutting his performance out that they need to do it and lay it all out there on the line too and i think that's an element that one of the things that we forgot about and that intangible that key intangible that all that hall of fame quarterbacks future hall of fame quarterbacks have that and joe is one of those guys to where if he would have set out after especially after getting a contract none of us would have like faulted him for it but it just you know, it doesn't really send the right message that you want to lay it all out there on the line for your team like other quarterbacks probably would have done. But, again, happy that we got the win, man. And I'm just ready to go, ready to even up. Like Zach Taylor said, I'm ready to even it up at 2-2 two and two when we go on the road to face the Titans. Yeah, I agree with you, man. He's that dude. And uh, that's the reason why we got guys like Orlando Brown Jr. coming over, uh, wanting to play with them. Uh, we got mm -hmm. guys fighting and clawing for everything that, to help them out because – He's that dude, man. He always gives you a chance, even when he's only at 60, 70%. Could not agree with you more. I will tell you this. You guys are going to see me glancing up, looking around. We're a day late. Um, I had a retirement party. Uh, Justin was still out of town, so we just decided to push this back. Aiden Hutchinson's a bad dude. I got 15 uh, TV screen right in front of me watching the game. So if you see me get lost a minute, pardon me, but it's football. <laughs>
Uh, so we're going to add some new things and uh, we got some new music coming for a couple different uh, shows as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Getting uh, getting a little diverse with our, our music instead of the same background music for everything. But hey, we are running to the ju- uh, running through the jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your hosts, Justin Lacey and Tim Lyons. We thank you for being here. Uh, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that like. Um, subscribe. Make sure you get our downloads. And uh, share us with your friends. We're looking to keep building this thing every week. We get a little more, uh, a little bigger, a little busier, and some more views. So we appreciate you rocking with us. Um, Please share that out there, and uh, we'll keep it coming. So that said, we're going to go right into, as you said, putting Monday Night Football behind us. we got an ugly win. Let's go. We're going to look into the Tennessee Titans. Uh, maybe the most dumbfounding team in the NFL to me over the past. I Man, I go all the way back to the Jeff Fisher era. I don't understand this team. Um, it seems like no matter if they're supposed to be good or if they're supposed to be bad, they're going to be somewhere between, you know, back then it was seven and nine and nine and seven. I guess you go seven and 10, 10 and seven. I don't know. Um you know, uh, we beat them in the uh, uh, in the divisional playoff game to go to the AFC Championship the 2021 season. That's the kick right there from Money Mac. <laughs> Autograph behind me. Uh, big win for us. But I don't think anybody thought then, even though they were the one seed, that they were the top two or three teams in the AFC. So uh, just a very confusing team to me. I think Mike Vrabel's a good coach, so you always have to have some concern. I'm sure he's going to try to take the air out of the ball, give the ball to King Henry, and uh, be methodical with it. So, to me, this this game comes down to the war of the trenches. So, I'm going to start off with our offensive line versus their defensive line. Their defensive line has been pretty good against a rush. Um. What do you think, Tim, are keys to victory or to owning that side of the line? Um, our offense versus their defense is going to be. You know, my fault, my whole, sorry, I just got my mouth worked on. Um, but uh, my whole thought on the whole thing is this is, is that if we mix it up, run, pass, short, long, and we keep them guessing. And our offensive line has actually been playing fairly well these last couple of games. Um, I, I think that we could do fairly well against their defense. I know uh, if Harold Landry is going to play or not. I don't I know. I saw him on the injury list or the did not practice list this week. Um, you know, I think the Titans have allowed like or they've got 10 sacks um, on the quarterback this year. Um, so, you know, they're going to be bringing pressure. You know, Titans defense has always been fairly well you know they put it joe burr you know last year when they played um they put a lot of pressure on joe um but again you know but then right now i'm looking at this going well they're at home again for three years in a row now um and we're going into their home um we're not we're both one and two teams um titans one minute can look like 
what are they doing? Then the next game against the Chargers, they played lights out football. Um, yeah, so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And then last week when they played against uh, the uh, Browns, excuse me, the Browns, uh, they made Deshaun Watson look like a future Hall of Famer. So, you know, I think if, if our offensive line plays like they have, we'll say last week and then the three week or the three quarters the week before, um, I think we'll have some positive, uh, you know, some positive yardage, first downs, maybe get some good, uh, good chunk plays. Maybe uh, Joe, Joe Mixon gets some, you know, 12, 13 yard runs, um, maybe scores a touchdown or two. Um, I think our offensive line, they're up for the task, and I think that they will do a great job um, on Sunday in Nashville. You're on mute. Yeah, Kevin. yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't click. I've had a problem with my my little uh, clicker here. Let me see if I can get off. But yeah, I um, I hope you're right. You know, what I mean, I, I worry about the running. Um, hopefully, they can turn it over a little bit. Uh, I definitely think that Doctor Jekyll, uh, Mister Hyde, kind of tightens thing they got going on. Is that quarterback play is never consistent with them um, unless it's consistently bad. So. That that's kind of my take on it, Justin. What do you got? Uh, what do you got against our off, offensive line versus their defensive line? Our trenches there, our front seven versus theirs. What do you What do you think uh, about that matchup? Well, before I get into that, my overcast of the Titans that I don't think this is the team like we saw two years ago of them making it to the number one seed. Um, even last year, before they broke down against us and then lost the rest of their games and lost out on the division last year. This team is in the same boat, I feel like, how the Rams are, a rebuilding team, a remodeling team. And I don't think that they're ready to tell themselves that yet. They still have Ryan Tannehill starting at quarterback, which probably because Will Levis isn't ready to start and Malik Willis hasn't panned out to what they hoped. They're still relying on Derrick Henry to run the rock. Uh, contrary to what Tim said about the offensive line, I do not think it is the best offensive line. I think they have been performing kind of like suspect, really. They got Andre Diller starting at left tackle, and he's given up a lot of pressures and sacks. So this is a great opportunity for the Bengals' front seven to go right in there and just Trey Henderson more specifically to dominate, continue his dominance like he did in the Rams' Monday night game spill it over into this game. I also don't like the rest of the tackles on the front. Oh, I'm sorry, the rest of their linemen. They got Peter Skaronsky, and I got the, they got a guy named Brewer, Brunskill. I don't know who these guys are. Chris Herbert is a former Browns backup right tackle. He's playing right tackle for them, I guess, but it doesn't really seem very promising. Last week when they played against the Skaronsky's Browns. Skaronsky's doubtful, too. And, and, yeah, they don't really have a lot of promising depth, too, from what I'm looking at here. It doesn't look very promising. You got Deliver Duns, who – Actually, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted him in a draft pick when we were trying to get – this was the Panay Sewell-Jamar Chase draft pick um, that year, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel very promising that the Titans can sustain anything moving forward. This seems like the, this is – the Bengals and the Titans are in two different buckets as one of two teams. The Bengals are in a bucket of they just got to figure it out offensively and then they'll get going. The Tennessee Titans, they're just lucky to be one and two when really they should have been – 0 and 3, and there's no real hope for them looking up. They should have lost to the Chargers. I'm sorry, they should have. The Chargers lost that game because their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, and Brandon Staley once again got in the way. They didn't even show that they had, they, I guess they didn't really show any kind of real fight against Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Deshaun Watson still didn't really look that great against the Titans. 
but it's because the Browns' defense smothered them and they couldn't really get anything going on the ground. Like Derrick Henry, I didn't even hear his name now once. And whoever had him on his fantasy starting, uh, you did it. I'm sorry for you, but it didn't look good for you. And it's not going to look good for you going into this week against the Bengals. Joe Burrow also has owned this team the last three times he played them. He's undefeated against them. You think back to his rookie year where he had no offensive line starting in that game and he still put up 31 points. And then, then we already talked about the division around in the playoffs. We knocked them out as they, they were the number one seed. We were going in as the number four seed. And then last year they were at home. Now, I gave them credit last year. They were seven and three. We were six and four going into that game. And I thought that the Titans were still one of the better teams in the AFC until they went against us. And then it just seems like that the wheels just came off from there. And now they're trying to tell – I feel like that they're trying to tell themselves that they're still in it, that they still got a fighting chance for this division, when reality is, man, that division is kind of lost. Um, there are other teams in that division that has more luster to them, and Titans are just not hit. Again, anything can happen any given Sunday. I still like their pass rush. I still love Jeffrey Simmons. He's one of my favorite defensive tackles in the game. I know that Harold Landry is kind of fighting a little bit of an injury thing, but the Titans on defense – do share the same philosophy like the Baltimore Ravens do with their – they are very good at the next man up. Mike Frable do coach that team very hard, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And you got Danico Autry and Arden Key. Those are guys that can fill the void and create, generate pass rushes and different stop gaps. So it's not going to be a walk in the park that you can just be able to run the ball right up their throats and, you know, to gash them for a large, big chunk yardage. This is a game where I do think – you might need to have Joe Burrow throw it to 49 to 50 times this game because I do think that the matchup problems on the outside is going to be very suspect for them because I don't think Christian Fulton is going to be able to lock down Jamal Chase or T. Higgins for that matter. But to answer the question as far as the the um, the, the trenches go, I think the Bengals went up front on both sides of the ball. I think they're just squarely better than the Titans. Well, if we do that, it's going to be a cover and uh... – we're gonna we're gonna have a good day. We're actually gonna have some energy when we talk after the game, then, because that's uh to me that's the key. If we can keep uh, number nine clean, and uh, you know maybe you're right. I think maybe this might be a game where we control the ball with the short passing and stuff. I still would have ran the ball more last week. You know we've been pounding our chest about that, but looking at our offensive line versus their defensive line, if you get enough time for any of our guys to do crossing routes. Um, I mean, it's just dangerous uh, for their secondary. I don't trust their secondary to make those stops uh, and, and run with our guys. Um, I'll get in a little bit more into that later. I don't want to foreshadow too much. Um, but when we switch that up and we start talking about what you, you kind of talked about, our defensive line against their offensive line, I agree with you 100% that, um, you know, we're going to get some pressure on the quarterback if we get in passing downs. Uh, I think Hendrickson, I think Osai's back this week. I think we got some, you know, Hubbard, um, some fun blitzes that we've seen out there, bringing safeties up as much as, if not more than uh, than linebackers. Like um, Lou Anarillo has been been having fun with those guys and, and their skill sets. I agree a thousand percent. The only concern I have, first two games, we gave up almost a combined 400 yards rushing. So we can't let them get Henry started. I would load that box and dare Tannehill to beat us. I think that's that's where we're at with them. I think our corners have been playing well. Um, 
I think Cheeto's starting to get a little bit more comfortable, right? He, he didn't look great. He hasn't looked great yet. Uh, but, you know, you got to get back into game shape. Being in shape and being in game shape is a little bit different. So uh, getting him some good action. And, and, and it, you know, DJ Turner's been doing great when he comes in. So um, I think if we do that, I think we're going to be able to get them into some third and longs. I think that pressure is going to get home. Even if we don't get sacks, I expect we'll probably be able to get a turnover or two. And that 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 really swings them. If we get a turnover or two, I think that really swings everything in our favor. And and we're looking at, you know, a double-digit win. Now, the one person I, want, I do want to ask you about offensive line-wise, uh, Cordell Volson. Hasn't looked great, man. Has not looked great. Um, now does, uh, does anybody look great against Arrow Dawson? No, but, uh, also the first two weeks hasn't looked great. He's been our, 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 without a doubt, our worst, our, our kind of our blemish on the offensive line, if you will, that's been playing pretty well. Tim, what do you think about Cordell Volson? Where's your level of concern at Tim being most concerned? Where are you at in there? Do you think he's like, should we just simmer down? We didn't get the starting guys all together this year, or should we say, hey, this might not be the answer? The first I want to say is, is he was going against a future Hall of Famer, Aaron Donald, last week. You, you could put a Mack truck in front of Aaron Donald and, and try blocking him, and I guarantee you he's going to get at least two sacks. But Cordell Volson, I know, I know he's a, a – a, fa- a favorite of Joe Mixon's. I know he spoke highly of him during the preseason. Um, Volson has allowed what one, two sacks this year. Um, he's played like 190 some, 190 some snaps. Um, and we got to remember, last year was his rookie year. This is his second, so his sophomore year. So I think we just need to just relax a little bit. Um, you know, he's playing against future Hall of Famer Orlando Brown Jr. Then he's got, you know, Ted Karras and, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't think Alex of the other. Alex Kappa. Kappa, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't remember. And he's got Kappa on the line, you know. And jo- Jonah Hill, you know, Jonah Hill actually looked really good on Monday night also. But I think we just need to give him some time. I'm not saying that. Oh, you know, my concern, my my concern with him is like a Jonah five. Williams. No, just, with with Volson. Yeah, but you, Jonah Williams. You said Jonah Hill. Oh, I'm sorry, Jonah Williams. My bad. Oh my goodness, Jonah Hill, <laughs> hell of an actor. Not much of a right tackle. I met Jonah Williams. <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have the arm span to be a right right tackle. That's true. But uh, Jonah Williams did have a good Monday night. He um, did. But uh, Volson, you know, he, he went against future Hall of Famer Aaron Donald. You know, my my concern level, I said, is like a five, five point five. You know, because he's gonna be going up against different schemes, different all, you know, excuse me, different defenses. You know, I know we went up against the the Browns, we went up against the the Ravens. He's allowed one sack, one, one. So, and, and I don't know how many defensive pressures there were. I I. Didn't really pay attention to that. But, you know, like I said, my my worry level is like 5.5 right now. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a 10, and we got to figure out what his his name's – he's not a, a Carmen 
or whoever else we had back there that Joe Burrow was getting sacked, you know, five times a game. Adenogy. You know, yeah, you know, Joe Burrow's been sacked five times this year in three games. Last year, I think he was sacked probably 15 times in three games. I don't know. <laughs> Justin, you uh, you in that same ballpark or got a different take on that one? I'm not concerned about Cordova and not one bit. I still think very highly of him. I think he was one of our best offensive linemen that we've drafted, keyword there is drafted, um, in a very long time. And I'm not going to move off that spot just because he had a shaky game against the Rams and Aaron Donald, as to what Tim alluded to. He, Aaron Donald is a future Hall of Famer. Teams have Amen. built them their defensive line, statistically speaking, well, schematically speaking, they have built their team um, their defensive lines to be able to generate pressure up the middle. And he plays guard. That is a tough spot. He's going to, he's going to get ready to go up against Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry. And I understand Danico Autry is an edge, and you know, you got Harold Landry, and those guys can generate pressure from the edge. But when we think about the defensive lines, we a lot of casual fans seem to think that, oh, you're talking about the edge rushers and the defensive ends. No, teams know that you can key in to stop those guys, no matter if they're Miles Garrett or TJ Watt coming off the edge. What they're starting to do now is they're trying to they're trying to develop the next Chris Joneses of the world. And Jeffrey Simmons is one of that. Aaron Donald was also one of that. And before that, we had the here, we had one here in Geno Atkins. Playing guard is a lot more tougher these days than what it used to be before. Whereas it's not you're not just defending against some super big guy that's only good at stopping the run. These defensive tackles, these three techs, they're very good at pass rushing too. And Cordell Volson still got to get his sea legs underneath him as being a young player in his second year in the league. So I'm not concerned of, about his production. I think he's going to do just fine. He got a veteran offensive line group around him that can help him through these things. Hell, it wasn't that long ago when we were, we were just speaking super highly of him and how he was one of our better guards on the team. Ask the Titans who would they rather have at guard right now. Would they rather have Peter Skaronsky or will they rather have Cordell Volson starting at left guard? I think that they would rather have Cordell Volson starting at left guard. Also ask them, would they rather have their tackle? I mean, their other guard. I can't even tell you his name, to be honest, but they would rather have Cordell Volson. That just should tell you that we got to calm down and temper our expectations that just because we're not seeing all world production in, the, in year two, okay, he, let, give him some time. People will grow differently. Like Tim just said, too, if it's one of those things where he's getting pushed back into the lap of the quarterback, damn no area play, then we need to have a different conversation. That's not what's happening right now. It was just a few plays, a couple of them. And then here's the thing. No matter how great your offensive line is, Joe Burrow can still get sacked. That doesn't that doesn't stop. OK, these guys on the other side of the ball get paid a ton of money to be able to rush the passer and get to the quarterback and blow up things in the backfield because that's what they're being paid to do. So if. You know, they're going to figure out, pick their poise of the weakness. Orlando Brown's still getting beat, you know, and he's one of the best left tackles in the league. So, again, I'm tempering my expectations or I'm not hitting the panic button at all. I just think that people also need to do the same. I think right now we're just in this world of we expect perfection on the offensive line and we're nitpicking every single one of them. You know, whereas, dude, just let this team grow and gel together, man. We just got our first win, and already we're picking that left guard or right guard, man. We got to stop with this. So, no, my right. concern level with Cordell Bolson is not there. It's not even on a chart. It's still at a zero for now. And Peter Skronsky is doubtful, which means uh, they've got Xavier Newman as backup. 
And they wish I they had a Cordell DJ, Ball. DJ Reader off on him would be a nice thing, I think. Um, Their right guard is Daniel Brunskill. I'll take I just look that up. I'll take your word for it. Um, I'll tell you, you know, that leads me into let's talk about some injuries right now. They've got they're littered with uh, being banged up, whatever. Uh, Knock on wood. We're pretty clean. Um, All the way down to full practices on Wednesday and Thursday from uh, Mr. Burrow, which is a great site. You know, still concerned about making sure we don't overdo it. I think you're going to see him staying in that pocket a little bit more and and not running out. I think he's pretty much got his instructions there just to throw it away. Um, but uh, Charlie Jones got a thumb injury. Uh, so listed as the backup punt returner, you know, we got Travion Williams for kick returner, but a punt returner is Trenton Williams, who did not dress last week. Um, Yoshi actually dressed. Trenton Williams did not – I think that's more because of uh, Yoshi's been very good in punt, uh, you know, in special teams. So that's my guess on that one when we brought up, uh, you know, an extra quarterback. So any concern on, you know, I think uh, Gaither was in there um, with some soft tissue stuff, limited practice. Uh, any concerns on injury reports for us? Um, you guys looking okay at it, Tim? You got anybody you're concerned about? Not really. I know um, Irv Junior's been dealing with his hamstring, but you know, yeah. If they bring Tanner Hudson back, I ain't gonna worry about it. <laughs> Justin, same for you, or not necessarily. I think that the guys that's on the injury report now, Irv Smith Junior, potentially moving forward, Nick Scott. Is this going to open up the opportunities for guys right behind him, Jordan Battle and Tanner Hudson? I think Tanner Hudson looked really damn good on Monday night, and I think he should supplant Irv Smith Jr., who has vastly disappointed me again. So in the season, he can still catch on, but I like what Tanner Hudson brings on a tight end room. You know, I think that he should be the tight end one moving forward, but that's just my opinion. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any strong concerns regarding the injury report. We're coming out of this thing very healthy so far. I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, And on that note, we're going to head into a quick break here, pay some bills. Uh, Just going to be a few seconds for those of you on YouTube. For those of you listening uh, via podcast, we'll be right back after we pay these bills. All right. We are back. We are running through the jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harry, a.k.a. B-Dirt. With Justin Lacey and Tim Lyons, my co-hosts, we are going to go into our keys to the game, Uh, and then we'll get into some predictions here. But Justin, why don't you start us off? Um, What are your keys to the game that we haven't already talked about? Uh, What do you think the Bengals need to do to get secure that dub? Well, number one, I think Joe Burrow still needs to continue to play like he's going to get better. I think he took some really good steps on Monday night. He could have had a 300-yard game if it wasn't for a few drops by T. Higgins. T. Higgins didn't look very good, but I think this is a game T. Higgins does also bounce back as well, too. And I think Burrow would be very much inclined to ensure that he has a bounce-back performance. Jamar Chase has yet to see the end zone. Tyler Boyd has yet to see the end zone so far this season. And I think that Burrow understands that he needs to get his guys fed. And he's willing to 
get better and overcome this uh, calf injury that he's that's been lingering and put it on a show for his guys. And I think that's ultimately what you can ask women to do at this point. That is the major key to the game, if you ask me personally, even though I know it's obvious because it's Joe Burrow. He does have a winning record, a 3-0 record against the Titans. I do not see them losing that in any time soon. Once again, I just think that this Titans team is just not what we're accustomed to seeing, even though they do have this edge to them on the defensive side of the ball, and their coach, Mike Brable, can make them play a lot tougher than they real than they look. Um, and I do give them credit for that. You know, coaching is really hard. And, you know, they've been a team that I've respected over the years because they had a great next man up philosophy, kind of like the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I do got give them the vote of respect. It always seems like it's a dog fight every time we play them. But and I think that the Bengals are expecting another dog fight like type of game, too. So my key to the game is while we do appreciate Joe Mixon and his rushing efforts. Again, I will still feed them the ball to ensure that they respect the run. But this game does come down to Joe Burrow needs to outduel everybody on that offensive side of the ball for the Titans, right? Whether it's Ryan Tannehill getting that quarterback, I don't care if it's Will Levis coming in in the game or Malik Willis, it doesn't matter. I don't care how many times you feed it to Derrick Henry, you're still not going to be able to stop Joe Burrow. That's that would be my ultimate key to the game. I wonder how many years in a row they're going to draft a quarterback. <laughs> Could be like it, right? Hey, it's, <laughs> so, we this deep class coming out this year. You can get another one if yeah. you want them. Right? But hey, take one in the first round every year if you want until you get it right. It's the most important mm -hmm. uh, position in football, maybe in sports, period. Yeah. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Tim, what are your keys to the game? And uh, I'm going to tell everybody before I, you know, on YouTube, before I zoom in on my boy here, he's playing injured, got some swelling in that jaw. I appreciate you coming in and playing hurt, man. So straight from the dentist. Straight from the dentist. I had some work done, so I'm a little little numb over here, but I'm good. So my number one key. Did you guys see that? Run the ball. Run the that, ball. Hey, that's, that, my... that's three weeks old, Tim. No, that's just wrote that today, bro. That was he wrote today. that after the Cleveland Browns game, and he's just Damn. been putting it on every ever since. Hey, you know what? Will we run the ball? Joe Mixon is going to, you know, average more than three three point three yards a carry. Um, it's gonna open up the, the you know the actual the pass. Um, but anyways, we already we already know what that's gonna happen. Uh my other belief is from last week, we they were putting Chase in so much movement, motions, putting him back in, you know, back as a running back and put him in a slot. I think that I think if they keep on doing that, it could end up being fairly. You know, it we could fare well from from them absolutely doing that. Um, it, it'll allow Boyd to get the ball. Um, T hopefully, you know, T's good this week. You know, catching the football because T's actually the last uh, two or three games that we played against the Titans, T Higgins was lit lit them up. But I think the I believe the last game he played uh, that we played against the Titans, he had a hundred hundred some yards. And then, like, I think two catches or uh, excuse me, two two touchdowns. One, so one T touchdown. actually, or was it one? Okay. Well, yeah. T plays fairly well against the Titans, um, and you know, of course, protecting Joe Burrow. Um, one of my biggest concerns is to make sure that we are pressuring Tannehill. Tannehill's been sacked 13, 
13. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's just, I think Tannehill's, yeah, Tannehill started all three games. Yeah. He's been sacked 13 times in three games. If we keep that pressure on him, his completion rate will go go to go to poop. Excuse my French. But anyways, he's uh had a 40, I think 47.1% uh one week, uh, 52 one week, and then I think the charges was as high as one with like 80%. Um, but if we put pressure on Tannehill, because we know how Tannehill likes to throw the football to us. Yeah. So if we put pressure on him and then also putting pre- or uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, good run, run defense. The last time we played against the Titans, I think we held Derrick Henry to 2.2 yards average. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Derek Henry is only averaging 3.1 yards a game right now. So if the Bengals and Lou can get that formula of putting the pressure on Tannehill and keeping the run game from busting loose, I say we win. Let me interject with this before you come in, Brandon, because, you know, obviously running the ball is one thing. But I do need to stress this out important because I get very frustrated when the play calling does not look creative. you got to be creative when you run the ball if you're the Bengals. The teams are really keying in that Joe Burrow is limited and the Titans are not going to be any different. They have keyed in that Joe Burrow can, is not as mobile as he should be right now. And they're mm-hmm. going to want to get him off this spot just to make and make him uncomfortable. So, yes, you still need to be able to run the ball, but run the ball effectively. Like you, you like when we were playing against the Rams on Monday night, and we lined up Chase Brown on the right side, and then we shifted him in pistol formation in the backfield, and then they did a fake toss and then rolled out and threw the nice deep ball to the right sideline to the uh, to Jamar Chase for that big play. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to start doing stuff like that. Again, right. it wasn't a run play, but it, it sold the run really well to open up your best position, your best player. And I, I guess that's where that's where me and Tim and our identity meets. Like Joe Burrow is still a key factor to this game, but you must run the ball. You got to make sure that that identity is still a thing because you know Joe Mixon hasn't been playing his ass off, you know. And uh, but just get creative with it. That's what I wanted to, to interject yeah. and say that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, Justin, because you know when we come out in the shotgun formation. We're going to either run the ball or we're going to either pass the ball. When they went into pistol, when they went into pistol in on that fourth quarter, it was captain obvious they were going to run the football. You know, are we scared that you know to put to put Joe under center and run yes. some run play? Yes, we are. So yes, you're absolutely 100. And I agree with you 100. They need to be creative with the with the plays and the, the actual run game itself. Yeah, I think we need to, to run enough to be balanced. But this isn't the game that I'm going to pound my chest. And like I have the first three games and say we have to run the ball. Um, I think we need to run enough to keep them off balance and not just let them pin their ears back. Um, but that said, I, I'm going to say this. I think my keys to the game are uh, <laughs> are pretty simple. Um, I think you make Tannehill beat you. You, you stack the box and don't let them run. And then somebody in that defensive backfield has got to make a play so we can win the turnover battle. That's it. Plug the run, win the turnover battle. Listen, I don't think this Cincinnati Bengals, even with Joe Burrow at 70% or whatever he might be at this week, I don't expect the Cincinnati Bengals to struggle. I don't expect Jamar Chase to average four yards a catch. I don't expect – 
T. Higgins to have problems catching the ball. I don't expect um, Joe Burrow to have 86 yards passing. When those are our problems, our first three games, I expect those things to right themselves. Do I think all of them get right this game? Probably not. I mean, odds are going to say probably not. But if they do, watch out. I think we're going to be better than we have been on offense, and that's going to be good enough. Stop the run. Stack the box. Somebody back there can make a play. Cam Taylor Britt, uh, DJ Turner, Cheeto. Um, you know, a- any number of people can make plays back there. So that's that's my keys to the game. So from there, we're going to go into our predictions. So game day predictions. We'll run it backwards. Uh, Tim. What do you got for the score of this game? Who you got winning? And uh, do you want to go ahead and just do your game balls, offensive and defensive game balls with it? Get it all out of the way? Sure. Sure, I can do that. Um, I'm going to say the score is going to be 24 to 10. Bengals win. All right. <laughs> Plain and simple. Glad, I'm glad you didn't take the Titans. That's good. The, yeah, I know, right? That'd be kind of kind of messed up for being. So this is the podcast. this is the thing we've been. I've been getting a lot of uh, comments. I've actually had people make some comments to me about these uh, giving out the game balls. I think it's a great idea, and really like that we're doing the game ball predictions, offense and defense. So, who's your game balls going to, Tim? Game ball this week is going to go to Joe Burrow. I can see Joe Burrow, you know, throwing three hundred yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, I'm hoping that he's better than what he was. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that he is feeling better. You know, I know they're taking the, the precautions and the therapy during the games, you know, after the games, all that stuff. Um, I'm going to give it to Joe Burrow. So I'm going to say 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, defensive wise, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Dax Hill. I think they're going to be moving him around. He'll probably get a sack. He'll probably get maybe nine or ten tackles. Um, I'm going to say Dex Hill. I can dig it, man. I can dig it, definitely. Uh, I'd love to see Joe Burrow get a game ball here. Lacey, who you got? Uh, what 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 do you got for the score prediction? And who got your game ball predictions for this week? Well, I really wanted to go the exact same game balls for, you know, Tim – Illustrative with Joe Burrow and Jacksonville. You're allowed to do it. I'm not going to be a cop out answering. I write mine down. I write mine down ahead of the game. Yeah, you're going to get who I got written down. I don't care who picks what. Yeah, I didn't have Joe Burrow as my first prediction, but I would love to see Joe Burrow get a game ball because I think that he's due for a breakout, a super breakout performance this year. And if he's going to make the case for MVP, it needs to happen. Uh, It needed to happen last game. But again, I know he's been fighting this injury, but I'll start with the score prediction first. Um, I do think the Bengals win. I do think that this is a game that the Bengals score multiple touchdowns and it, it seems like a little bit of a wide margin score prediction. But until they actually do it, I'm not going to predict it. I think 17-13 or 20-13 to 13 is the score that I'm going to predict for now. And just, again, I do believe that this is a game where they score multiple times. I think the defense stifles Ryan Tannehill in that offense, even Derrick Henry, enough to the point where they got to just come up for air and get be, feel like they got to be desperate and do throw some like 
whatever at us. Like Derrick Henry's 72 yard screen pass last year against us. That was the only big play that they had. And then they had another big pass to uh the receiver. I can't remember his name, not Drake London, but I can't remember his name. I don't know what to make of the Trey DeAndre Burke. Hopkins thing. Trey Burke. That's his Traylon Burks, yes. I don't know what to make of the DeAndre Hopkins trade for them. He hasn't been productive. I think that in any given moment, D-Hop will be incredible with other teams, but it just hasn't happened so far this year, even though you can't never you can't never count on New Hopkins either as a weapon. But I think that this is a game I will give the Bengals a, a comfortable enough win to the point where I think that, you know, they may take their foot off the gas a bit, uh, although I, I do want to see a dominant performance. In terms of game balls, I'm going to go with T. Higgins on offense. I think that he is going to bounce back of having a rough game last week. He knows it's uncharacteristic of him to have a couple of drops, especially in critical game moments on third down where you were open, the ball was hitting you in your hands and you dropped it. I don't think that that happens again this week. Um, I also think that he does get in the end zone again, him and Jamar. Um, and then on defense, I'm, wanna, I'm going to paste the same answer that Tim had gave because I do believe in Dax Hill. Man, his sack against Matthew Stafford, where he just came in like a heat-seeking missile, that was my favorite play of that Monday night game on the defense side. And I know that they all had a sack party. But that one's particular. That one was fun for, to, for me to watch personally because as much as I love Jesse Bates, as much as I love Von Bell, they ain't did that. <laughs> they didn't do that. And I know that that's going to sound like I'm hating on both of those guys. It's not. It's It's just showing you that. This is the talent variety range that we see Dax Hill can do. He is he is a guy that you can feel comfortable when you put him in single high safety. He can be a lurker. He can be a guy that can goes over the top and intercepts the ball on deep passes. He can inter interject and interrupt crossing routes and blow somebody up across the middle. And he can rush off the edge and do a safety blitz. I think this is a guy to me that the Bengals are very, very, going very happy that they've invested this draft pick in him and that he is going to pan out in the long term. So he gets my defensive game ball for this Titans game. Well, I'll tell you, you know, defensive game ball last week, Lacey, you almost Pratt dropped uh, an interception. But my close. boy Wilson got two. Yes, he I did. Got my game ball. I got my game yeah. ball right. I thought I thought about almost going with Wilson too, but I figured one of y'all was going to go with him, so I had Pratt in the back of my mind. Listen, I, 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 like I said last week, I, I do. My second team is the Lions. Uh, grew up fairly close to Detroit, so I've always kind of had a soft spot for him. I've watched Matt Stafford throw the ball to underneath dropping linebackers all my life. Mm -hmm. I knew he was bound to do it sooner or later. Um. That said, my prediction is going to be 27-10. I think uh, I think we win fairly handily. They'll keep it early, you know, close early, but I think after the second half, I think going into the second half, I think we'll uh, start pulling it away and, and win fairly handily. Um, I'm going to take my offensive game ball, though. I'm going to give it back to back. I almost went T Higgins, but I look, uh, the defensive backs are one thing I think they've got going for them at Tennessee is they're all six foot tall or taller. Um, sorry. I'm just watching green Bay just implode right now. Um, Good. so, so because of that, I think T is going to have a much better game. 
I think Jamar is going to get off. I think we're we're doing more to scheme him open. I think we're going to use that controlled passing game um, because of their run defense. So I look at 10 catches, and I think he's going to break one. And we'll do 165 yards and two tutties. Woo. I'm going big numbers for him. That's nice. big, big numbers, bro. I may, I may have him in my fantasy football. It might be, it might be wishful <laughs> thinking, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm gonna tell you the 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 real surprising thing here: clean sweep for Dax Hill. Clean sweep, Dax Hill, right there. Oh. <laughs> I got him I with a it. sack and a pick. I don't know, man. Clean sweep for Dex Hill. I think we're all liking what we're seeing out of that youngster right now. Uh, pretty exciting. And and I'm telling you, Lou's got to be having fun, uh, you know, scheming things up for him and, and moving him around. Just seems like one of his kind of guys, you know, and just a football player. So I think Dex Hill, we just go ahead and give him the game ball now. I think, right. that's, uh, I think that's done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, that's that's all I've got for today. I think we're uh, we're actually on schedule. Uh, so who knew? I didn't know that was possible. Um, but really excited going into Tennessee. Get this thing back to two and two. Get get to Arizona in one piece. No more injuries. Um, stay healthy. And uh, see if we can get the offense back on track. Lacey, you want to say anything to take us out? It's so good to be back on the episode with you guys. And, you know, I'm sorry that I couldn't join. I was actually having a much relaxing, needed vacation. So I couldn't join you guys on the wrong reaction. But, you know, I heard a lot of great things about the Monday night game. Man, it was just so incredibly gratifying to watch both Boomer Esiason and Chad Johnson. You know, these are two iconic players in Bengals history get inducted into the Ring of Honor. I grew up in the Chad era. You know, others probably grew up with the Boomer era. But these just the atmosphere alone was just remarkable. And, you know, I think that we need to replicate that and show that Bengals Nation matters no matter who we play and where we play them. So if you're going to the game in Nashville, you know, just show up, turn up, turn out, you know, just – Make those Titan fans, you know, get so sick and tired of this being Bengals self because that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just be loud and proud and, you know, you know, just still believe in this team. You know, we're still a Super Bowl contending team We're we just got to unlock the rest of the codes. And that's all it is to us. So but, you know, I'm going to be rocking for this team to the day I die. And, you know, and I hope that you guys ain't jumping ship yet. And like I said, we glad we got that first one out the way. Let's even this thing up at two and two. Lacey, we lived through a lot more lean years than you, man. We old over here. <laughs> we old over here. I went through the 90s. I lived, I lived through the 90s. I, yeah, I lived through yeah. the 90s. Those were the, was the prime, uh, prime as ugliest years. But, yeah, I was there. I think that I think that what I what I liked about the ruler of the jungle and the, the presentation that was very cool that you know Boomer wore nine and Chad wore one. I thought that was really cool. That was that was that was crazy. That was I loved everything about it. Yeah, yeah, that was great to see. Tim, any last comments on the way out? I just uh, hope for a uh, Bengals W on Sunday. Um, have a great we rest of you guys this week. Make sure you like and subscribe. That's right. Take that's care. right. That's right. Who day?
That is, uh, that, I'll tell you, Lacey, you did, the only thing you missed on the Roy reactions that I said it was uh, at all interesting whatsoever was in Lou We Trust. Mm-hmm. In Lou We Trust, man. That guy is – love that dude. But on the running of the jungle, it's, yeah, it, it, it's got to be this on the way out. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, looking at background, say goodnight, Drago. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Uh, look for us, uh, Rory Reactions after the game. And uh, who day? Let's go get that win. <laughs>